Welcome to another episode of The Human Blueprint. I'm Angelo, and I have Bernard and Herman. And I think this is a topic me and Bernard both have some experience with. So I'll start by asking this question, Herman. Is there a such thing as a balance between work and life? Depends on the individual. Some people view a balance that they're always on their phone, always looking at emails, always looking at whatever communication they're on, Slack messages, whatever it is, and they consider that to be a balance, but they're never present. Yeah, that's me mm-hmm. at times. Not all the time, <laughs> but sometimes. Because in order for ever to have a balance, which means you have to be present at that moment. So let's say you're bringing all the work home and you're never present for the person you're with or present for your family. That's not a balance. Mm-hmm. You got to dedicate and put some time off of that schedule for the people you care about to give them that experience. But if you're replacing those people now with something that you're trying to focus more on, which is like, say it's all work and they feel replaced, they're not going to be around very long. Okay, so what happens, say, bread maker or mm-hmm. bread whatever. So they got to work to provide food for the family and all that and then if they don't do that mm-hmm. then you can't keep the family of course so yeah. how do you create that balance when you have to do that so understand this do you have to be on your phone or on your computer 24 7 to do no, that not all the time not all the but time there's certain, there's certain careers that requires them to be like say working in the evening mm-hmm. where they should be spending time with the family mm-hmm. so how's that So for a lot of people who are in that, you have to make sure that your partner understands or that your family understands because the biggest part is if that partner or family doesn't understand that this is what you need to do and you just do it without the permission or without them understanding, that's the first red flag because then they feel replaced. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if they're doing that and they become, how do we say, involved to the point that they don't even know what the other person needs, what the other person said a day ago, what the other person actually felt or what they're going through. And you're just focused on the work. That's not good. You can always work. Don't get me wrong. There's a switch. You can always be on. But you have to be on for other things too when it matters most. Otherwise, the things that matter the most will leave while you continue to just focus on work. I know someone like that. Mm -hmm. That's not me, by the way. (laughs) You sure? You sure? Yes, for sure. (laughs) So... He's really, really good at making money. Mm-hmm. So he makes a lot of money, mm-hmm. neglects the partner. Mm-hmm. Then the partner feels, well, because she feels neglected, mm-hmm. she needs to f- get some sense of happiness mm-hmm. in that moment. So she spends the money. Yeah. So then he looks at it. He's like, how can we have so many expenses? Now mm-hmm. I've got to go make some more money. Yeah. So he makes more money and <laughs> the cycle keeps going on and on. Does that work? No, it doesn't work. But obviously when, when you're in it, though, it's so hard to see that. Of course. And that's why you have to be careful because... Someone gets used to spending all the money that's made now. Someone gets used to always making the money and then it shows the things that matter most don't really matter. Because let's say five years, ten years from now when they acquire so many things and they have no more space to put those things. Let's say you have a content sale or a garage sale or a consignment sale. Can you ever get back the same value for what you paid for all those things no. that you spent? No. Not likely, right? And so you have to be very careful. Is it an asset or is it a liability? Is everything you're doing to build your company an asset? Then communicate that with the partner or the family so you show them, I need to make X amount of time because this is what I have to build. When I build this, then we can go take that trip. Then we can go do this. Live up to your word. 
give them an understanding that this is the vision, this is what has to be done, get it done. But if you just do what you want to do and don't share a vision and just close your mind and say, this is what I have to do because I'm the man or this is who I feel I need to do, that doesn't work. Because if you don't help that partner or family help understand what you're building towards and they can't see that vision, it doesn't matter how much money you make on that end. They'll make you spend 10 times as much and you can never earn enough. I think I was there about being the man. Yeah. There was really no reason for me to work so hard mm-hmm. before. I mean, well, so long. I just kept on doing it. It's like, oh, you got to be the man. You got to be the man. I don't know where I even got that story from. Mm-hmm. And I worked morning to evening. Han was asleep. Han's my wife, by the way. Han was asleep. Yeah. And once I got home, I was like, what? what's, what's going on? So then finally I learned to have bounce a bit and well, things are better now. Because remember, a job can always be replaced, right? Mm-hmm. But the person that cares for you, will fight for you, do anything for you, that can't always be replaced as easy. I wasn't thinking like that though. <laughs> Most people aren't. Right. I was just thinking like, gotta bring in the money. Mm. Well, I think that a lot of men feel that way because that's the belief or I mm-hmm. guess what I've seen growing up that the, the man is supposed to work the woman is supposed to take care of the things at home so not to say that that's the right belief but that's why sometimes I'll feel that I need to be the man or I need to make sure I make the money or take care of the people so well just keep it keep this into your understanding let's say you spent all your time there and you neglected those you care about most those you neglected will always look to replace you then how good is all the time and effort you put to just focus on the job if you didn't share the vision, mm-hmm. if you didn't share or help them understand what you're building? But if you did share that, then both, maybe she can support you. Maybe the family can support you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can make your life easier. But if you just think you got to do it by yourself and the way you're going to do it, as you think is always going to be the right way, I can promise you it's never. Yeah. So it's not so much the the ambition to work but it's more so the communication Mm -hmm. between the loved ones and if that's not in sync it's like when you build a rocket ship do you just sit behind and just draw sketches all day and just give it to somebody as an engineer and here go build that or do you have to explain to them this is the heating system to get us up we need to have a good cooling system Mm -hmm. if we can't cool down fast enough we can get up there (laughs) we're not going to come down safely Mm -hmm. right you got to make sure that the hub is designed in a specific manner to keep going in and out of the atmosphere. You have to make sure all these calculations are done and then you have to reinforce that theory by making sure that you do test runs. You have to show that the math can actually support the theory to become the reality. So that's building, right? Mm-hmm. Are you sharing that kind of information with the people you're building? No. Not even see? Well, that's why I, see? See, yeah, I was see? thinking about that. It's like sharing the vision. I'm like, I don't think I ever shared the vision. But you almost expect them to know what the vision is. No. See? That, that, I, that's the wrong way, but that's, that's just, I'm saying, that's... I went, same thing. Like, you just like... But you see, that's the first thing when I learned when I grew up for the discipline. If I can't share what I'm doing, then I'm just going to be alone. And I'm going to have to build everything alone. Is that fun? No. No. Anybody who wins in life, they never win alone. Maybe it was a mentor. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was some, someone that taught them something they never was able to learn from a teacher. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was parents. Maybe it was an experience. But it was never alone. 
but yet you you think that you can do it alone, and then you push all those you care about the most. That's because the man. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. that's the narrative. You want to be the man, but you will be the only man. Yeah, that's right. The single, single man, man. <laughs> right? Fun. And that's not fun. So you have to really understand that when you're building stuff. If you are not helping people understand the vision, show them the vision, show them the theory, show them how you can back up with proof that this is what you're doing, this mm-hmm. is why you're doing it this way, then they can come in and possibly help make things easier for you. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it by yourself, you don't know what they're thinking, you don't know what they can offer. Meanwhile, your clientele is probably all female based. That's who you're, you need to be talking to more. But yet you think you're the man, you can do it all by yourself, and it doesn't work <laughs> that way. Yeah, I'm just laughing because even recently I know that we go through this. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to get other perspectives. Well, of course. Okay, so we're guys. So guys, I guess one of the tips is share your vision. So as a female, though, mm-hmm. what's a, a good tip for them? They have to learn to share without being so dramatic. So understand this. Females can direct very well share very well they are always possibly usually the talkers in the relationship the guys don't talk as much okay so what happens is when the female is sharing her vision she has to understand to take the emotion out of the equation because as guys as soon as they put that emotion on you you don't want anything to do with it so then you shut off so then even though the vision is good you never heard half of it because the emotion in it triggered you to shut off. Mm-hmm. I have a shut off button. See? But what happens if now there was no emotion and it was able for you to understand the vision that was clear to show you how to build, to show you where they were going? Mm-hmm. It's easier to get there. Yeah. It takes two wings to fly. Mm-hmm. So why are we not using the other wing? Because we didn't know. You didn't know, but yet common sense would show you, you need two wings to fly. You need both sides to get off, to make sure that you get down safely and get up safely. But yet, for whatever reason, you live life as if you're, you're the only wing and that's the only thing that matters. Like I'm thinking about this. It's kind of silly that you don't share the important things. Mm. You share all the other stupid stuff. <laughs> and you see success is always in the details. Mm-hmm. Ask anyone that's ever been successful at what they do. It's always the details. And the better they pay closer attention to those details, those little whispers, Mm -hmm. the easier it is that they can get to the desired result. But when they don't pay attention, oh, I got an ache, but I'll still train. Oh, all of a sudden I tore my my Achilles. All of a sudden I tore my knee. All of a sudden I tore a hip flexor. They didn't listen to their body, so they pushed themselves too far. Or is it like, the partner now says, I want this, I want that. But you didn't listen. You said, no. You, you discarded whatever they said. No, I'm the man, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Then they no you longer want to talk away. to you. Mm-hmm. Then when they do talk to you, it's not how you like it, not the way you think they should talk to you. So then you drift further and further. And then you, it's just your wing again. Mm-hmm. You can't get any levitation like that. And if you do be very little Mm -hmm. so what about people that work from home Mm -hmm. because i know in the digital age of course you can work from your laptop and a lot of people probably work from home Mm -hmm. now or can Mm -hmm. so i'll I'll give a story actually my mom she's a hard worker okay she works five days a week typically 
and she also so she goes to her place of work travels and then when she comes home she could also work from her laptop so she'll probably work like a eight hour work day and then come home and work for a few hours on her laptop so i guess the question is for somebody that can work at home or has the ability to do you have to find where you draw the line well yes because a lot of people who do like what you're saying they don't have self-care so they'll sacrifice their health they'll sacrifice their relationships with others they'll sacrifice other things just to get that done mm-hmm. you have to have a system that says if i work x amount of hours and i know this is the amount of hours that are safe to get the job done I maximize my efficiency with those hours to get more out of it. But people think they need to keep working more and more hours to make it look like they're busy. Mm -hmm. You want efficiency so that you can do more with your time. It's the inefficiencies that people do. That's why they can't have any time to focus on details. Well, it's true because even sometimes when we have family over or something like maybe my cousins come over or my grandmother or something she'll still work yeah so she's trying to like she probably has good intention wants mm-hmm. to work make more money wants to support the family mm-hmm. always sacrificing and taking trying to take care of everybody else but it'll interfere with the relationships because then when we're at home there. and we're just trying to relax or something she feels that it's a good time to work and i see how i do that too because mm-hmm. when i work from home Sometimes I don't know when to draw the line and to say, you know, that's it. I don't, I know I still have stuff to do, but I can do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to learn how to draw the line too. So now I sync it with Han's schedule just so that we have our time as well. It's very it's, important. I can work forever, honestly. <laughs> but it's very important to have that time because that time that you neglected now when you're old and you can't mobilize as quickly you will look back and say I wish I did this I wish I had done more of that you can't change it then it's it's like we I think the one of the things that occurred to me was that you can't really buy time like, you can like, to well, a degree not, well, I mean you can't exchange it for like, yes. dollars or yes. you can't use PayPal for buy time so but you can buy the convenience to save time yes mm-hmm. so I, I learned to be a little bit more efficient Mm-hmm. well that gave me a good idea I'm like maybe I should sync look at syncing my work with school or whatever the case may be family yeah Your partner okay. so I think I have one more question because mm-hmm. I see this a lot on social media where it's like hustle mode Yeah. and all this stuff okay. that people put out and it's almost like they like to advertise the fact that they're hustling so do you know where that term comes from hustle i don't do you no that term came from when you would rob someone so oh, you, yeah, got like hustled. you got hustled okay so why would we use that term for our workforce or for our ability to work we're robbing ourselves you can use great effort you can use the ability to be focused efficient but as soon as you start mixing definitions and not knowing what it is and just saying I'm doing this and doing that and you don't truly understand it, you're not going to get the desired result. 
So if you, you start switching the vocabulary to something more pro, then you would get more efficient. But if you use words like hustle all the time, think of it, well, look at the amount of people you know that are being hustled, mm -hmm. stolen from, taken from. Hmm? That's oh, hustling, wow. right? Because that's, that's the word. But is, why don't we switch that word to efficient, greater effort, focused effort? Why don't we switch that so that we understand what we're actually doing? Because when you say hustle, you don't realize maybe it's not ethical, legal, and moral. Mm -hmm. mm. Maybe someone's that. getting hurt. Someone has to lose so you can win. Well, I think it goes back to something we talk about all the time, and that's you see something and you don't have your own belief system mm -hmm. or you don't have your own values, so you just do as you see. So other people are using hustle or saying YOLO or saying these other things that That's you just... Going, right? I, I don't know. I haven't heard it in a long time, but... People can no longer speak. They have to use acronyms. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you see hustle is like a trendy word and people are using it. So, so they're not really... One thing I think that word replaced is hard work. And I don't feel nothing could ever replace hard work. See, when you say hustle, it doesn't mean you're focused. Let's say hustling is you go down to every single house on the street and all you do is knock on doors all day and you call that hustling, but you have no results. Is that good? No. no. Efficient is saying know which door to knock on to get a closer desired result. So let's say you're in the market and the market that you're in, every door you knock on, everyone makes 20K or less. But the product you're selling is already 10K. Can they afford that? No. But you're hustling. But if you were efficient and you understood how to use that efficiency, you know the neighborhood to be in, you know the zip code to be in, so that when you open up that door, you know that the people have less rejection because they have the resources to open more doors. Do you understand? Yeah. So you have to know how to be efficient and put that system in place to become more and more efficient. But if you're just hustling without any direction, that's a lot of wasted energy. Like working smart. Always smart. I don't know how the hustle got into this like, hot topic or... I think it's possibly because all the entrepreneur... Like entrepreneurship is pretty trendy. <laughs> but like if people... everybody wants to be an entrepreneur... <laughs> and, and that's only because of social media. Right, because of the image. Mm -hmm. But not everyone is built to lead. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just thinking because you can learn some leadership skills. But not everyone's yeah. built for it. Correct. And so a lot of people who see these entrepreneur things and call themselves an entrepreneur, they're just a wantrepreneur. They just want the image and the life of it, but they're not willing to do what it takes to have it because they think, I'm going to work five years straight and for the rest of my life I do nothing. But when you look at the best entrepreneurs in the world, they never look for an excuse mm -hmm. to stop. Do you understand that? There's not, that's not hustle that's efficient that they figured out a system they're efficient with it and they duplicate it into different sectors that's why they can go from one sector duplicate the same system and efficiencies into a completely different sector and then succeed at it that's why Bezos is so good I was just going to bring up Amazon right? because he knows how started. to pivot right? right but those who don't know how to pivot what happens? they haven't learned that then they become the entrepreneur because they have the image that they want, but they don't do what is necessary to get there.
and then to sustain it. Because a lot of people, they hit where their target is, they don't have what it takes to sustain it. Crumbles very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, when you said like the five years and then they don't want to do anything, yeah. I was actually sold that mm-hmm. when I was 16. Yeah. Like the three to five year plan and yeah. then never work again. And I, I fell for it. Well, at least you had five years. I had two years. <laughs> so I'll ask you a question. Have you seen anyone do that? To actually... Build from scratch, just like that? Not, not anyone I know of. Have you seen anyone do that? Not really and not legally. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Exactly. But I'm not saying that person doesn't exist out there, but if that person is listening to this, a lot of the times when you look at the person that did that, it's because they shut themselves off from the world and all they did was focus on refining what it is that they're trying to get out to the market. Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. His partner, Alan, Paul Allen, locked themselves in the garage and didn't move until what they were going to create was ready for market. When they were selling their programs, they weren't even created yet. They said, we can do this for you. And then you know what they did? They just went to figure it out. Find a way. All-nighters just to get it done. I remember that story. But then if we see that it worked for them, why do we not duplicate the same thing and put the same effort? Because that takes hard work. And when you see Bill Gates or you see Warren Buffett, they're not out flashing their stuff. They're not out posting things on social media, how many planes they have, cars they have, where they've been. I think Warren Buffett still has the same house. He does have the same house and he's at the same place. Right? And he just treats life as a normal pedestrian person. Doesn't think of him as anything great. He's not flashy at all. But you see everybody who's, who's the entrepreneur wants the flash. And then mm-hmm. that becomes a liability because... The entrepreneur is only focused on the assets. Because even after they figured it out or figured something out, like look at where Microsoft, like look at where those companies are at today. They mm-hmm. clearly didn't stop. Mm. So I think they found how to combine their passion with, mm. with and make it a purpose and merge. Not saying that your your life is work, but work can bring great fulfillment, especially when you have a vision to make the world a better place. And everything is about fitment. You put the wrong person in the wrong management spot, crumbles. You put the right person in the right management spot, excels. And that's what these great companies do. What about this company? Why are we putting the right tools in our toolbox or tool belt so that when we come across an obstacle or a problem, we're ready to figure it out? We need a, maybe a new management system. Completely or we need to hire a manager. A new CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need some guidance. Everyone needs a little guidance, but it's whether or not you're willing to admit it. That's the biggest thing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, just leave a review, and we would kindly appreciate that. And we'll see you on the next episode.